Hello, and thanks for listening and joining us on the Be Yourself, Happy, Healthy, Hopeful podcast. I'm your host, Steph, health promoter at Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association in Windsor, Ontario. On this podcast, we explore topics related to health, mental wellness, and creating a happy, healthy, and hopeful life full of opportunity for yourself. Today, my guest is Diane Bondi, one amazing, magical, warm, and lovely woman. Diane is a social justice activist, author, accessible yoga teacher, and the leader of the Yoga for All movement. Her inclusive approach to yoga empowers anyone to practice, regardless of their shape, size, ethnicity, or level of ability. Diane is revolutionizing yoga by educating yoga instructors around the world on how to make their classes welcoming and safe for all kinds of practitioners. Diane's commitment to increasing diversity in yoga has been recognized in her work with Pennington's, Gayam, and the Yoga and and Body Image Coalition, as well as in speaking engagements at Princeton and UC Berkeley on yoga, race, and diversity. Her writing is published in Yoga and Body Image Volume 1, Yoga Renegades, and Yes, Yoga Has Curves. Diane is active on social media with over 36,000 followers on Instagram alone. (laughs) Diane is also the recipient of BANA's 2018-19 Community Health Promotion Award. This award was given to an outstanding individual who has demonstrated a commitment to the enhancement of healthy lifestyles in our community. So I'm so happy to welcome Diane to our podcast. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here now that I finally made it. The drama (laughs) of driving across Windsor going, wait a minute. I'm sorry. This is not MediaWorks. No Uh, worries. We had a miscommunication. (laughs) Oops. But I think it all worked out because you're here. I'm here. I got here. So I just rattled off all your amazing accomplishments, and I'm sure there's so many more, too, that I didn't get to. Um, but I think it's really cool if the audience hears from your mouth yeah. who you are, what you want to share about who you are, and what you do. What I do. Well, I, I like to classify myself as the accidental activist. So I've been uh, practicing yoga for, I always say it and just blow my age, but who cares? Age To get to a certain age is a privilege, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn that in a culture that's really fixated on youth. I keep telling myself, youth is great, but wisdom is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things are great. Yeah. So uh, I've been practicing yoga with my mom since I was three, which will make it 46 years that I've been on my mat. Cool. And I always practiced in uh with my mom like at home I never had a practice outside of my home Mm -hmm. and the first time I stepped into a a yoga studio space I got some pushback because I didn't look like the stereotypical yoga or yogi like there was very much a yoga body narrative that you were thin and flexible and young and for the most part white and Mm -hmm. so when I stepped up onto the mat people were like are you oh are you coming to yoga uh uh, you know this is going to be hard, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in a, a plus-size body or a larger body or what I like to call an abundant body. <laughs> Love that. And so uh, yeah, I'm abundant in thought. I'm abundant in everything. So in I have to have a ways. body that's abundant to, yeah. to, 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 to hold all those things, and right? And we attract more abundance that right? way, too. Exactly. <laughs> abundance is good. Yeah. And so I started off, like, being feeling really out of place in mm-hmm. yoga studio spaces and thinking to myself, if I were going to have a space, I would want everybody to feel like they were invited and included. And yeah. I wanted to shift that paradigm that these spaces had to be snobby and elitist. Sure. And like, these are all the things that I felt when I stepped into a yoga studio space. And I thought to myself, there has to be other practitioners of color, mm-hmm. other practitioners with non-conforming bodies. There had to be other people out there who are also having this experience of feeling othered or not included in the Mm -hmm. yoga space. So then, of course, I can't just like, you know, um, maybe write a blog and move on. I go and open (laughs) a, you know, I open a yoga studio and I try to put a narrative out there that, yes, this is for you as well. And so I opened a yoga studio here in Windsor in, I think... My dates are always skewed a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I started at my community church and just renting out a church hall and teaching to my neighbors. Cool. And then I outgrew that space quickly. And then I opened uh, a storefront space. And then I had that space for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then I went from there to 
writing about what it's like to be a yogi in a plus size body. I did a blog post in 2011 or 2012 that said yoga isn't just for skinny white girls. And that was clickbait. The title was clickbait. Sure. I wanted people to click on it and be like outraged by the we title. We live in that type of generation. Too, right? right? Like, like so, but what it was talking about is that this practice is for everyone and that lots of people were feeling excluded, including myself, a person who has had a practice for their entire life. Yes. To have somebody who's a third of your age or half of your age look at you and say, Mm. Um, you know, this is going to be hard, right? And then, to, yeah, to, just to make a judgment yeah. about me based on an observation of my body in a space that's supposed to be non-judgmental. I was like, yes, yeah. it's not aligned with yoga philosophy. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so I, you needed to change that up. I needed to call it out, yeah, right? Like I, I needed to call it out. And so I opened Eastside Yoga and I had that for a long yes, time. Yes, my friend, um, I visited it back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> And I remember when it did, when you decided to sell it, I think, I believe yep. you did. Yeah. Yep. Um, my friend who like regularly went there was very sad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we all evolve and it, it was time for you to move to your next chapter. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And but it was great. It was a really beautiful space. I loved it. And yeah. we were in a place that was accessible on the bus line. We were in a place like a lot of time yoga studios will be in very affluent areas because you do need to have a certain amount of disposable income to participate because mm -hmm. yoga can be very expensive. So I found that I wanted to like break that narrative. So I, you know, I had a studio in Forest Glade. I had a studio that was on the bus line. I, you know, I yeah. had, a, I tried to do as much as I could to make it feel like it was just everybody. It was your neighbor. It was just everybody was coming to yoga. And you didn't have to be you didn't have to be a certain age, a certain mm -hmm. type, a certain skin color. You know, you could just come and and practice joyful movement. That's and so awesome. It, and it was so fun. And it had progressed into teacher training. So I right. did two hundred hour teacher trainings. And before I knew it, I was talking a lot about yoga and diversity and accessibility and body image. And people were inviting me to come speak on these things all over the mm -hmm. world. And boom, that was the next chapter of my life, mm -hmm. which um, which ended. And I just I wrote a book uh, in 2019 called Yoga for Everyone. And I have another book coming out. Oh, yeah. In, exciting. In, yeah, I know. In the, in, uh, <laughs> I think in the fall, I just sent the final manuscript off oh, last wonderful. week. Are you so. able to share the title yet or no? Not okay. yet. It's not 100% finalized. I thought that would be like a Vanna exclusive. Oh, <laughs> no, I just wish. kidding. I want to, but I'm not sure if I can. That's but okay. That's coming That's coming soon. And it's just yeah. like really, it's been a really exciting journey that I never thought I would take. Yeah, it's quite the journey too. Um, so this extends now to having like this social media platform, which I mentioned just on Instagram, there's like over 36,000 followers, which is quite amazing. Um, so you're able to reach a lot of people. Mm. Um, my question would be, what do you want them to know if there was one specific thing about bodies, yeah. um, and embracing the body that they were gifted with is, what would you want them to know about that? I, w I would want them to know that the current narrative that they've been fed for the past, I'm going to just throw 50 years out there because that's around, I'm almost going to be 50 around the, my entire lifetime. My current narrative for my body was it's not good enough, right? It's not, my skin is not the right skin tone. My hair is not the right hair texture. Um, my body's just not right. It's too big. My thighs are too big. My belly's too big, you know. Yeah. You, you don't deserve to show up in spaces as you are. And so my message to, to people would be that these are old paradigms and old ideas and that they are based in marketing or trying to sell you something. Yeah. To, so the best thing I would say is to remember that this body uh, is gifted to you by your ancestry. There's hundreds, maybe even thousands of years of genetics and ancestry that has created this body that is perfectly designed mm. for you. It's like a custom piece. Like people like to go get a <laughs> custom car or a custom bag. You have a That's custom cool. body mm -hmm. that has lived a lot of life and has a lot of connection to the past and a lot of potential for the future. So it is this vehicle that you have that's the only vehicle you have to ex to experience life. Without it, you don't get to experience life. So I think it's worthy more of our acceptance and less so of our criticism. So we don't want to be criticizing or being hurtful to the body because this is this is all we have to experience life. And 
you can experience life in any kind of body that you have. Mm. You don't have to look a certain way to do anything that you want. And you're allowed in 2020 to show up in the world exactly as you are, even if society tells you otherwise, because it's time for us to push back against that narrative. We've been doing that for the last 50 years. Yeah. I would ha- I would hazard we've been doing that for the last 200 years. And the time is now to shift the paradigm. Like nobody's putting up with body shaming. Nobody's putting up with concern trolling. Yeah. Nobody's putting up with any of that anymore. And yeah. if you can't mind your own body, you know, I'm going to mind mine, you mind yours. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. is none of your business. Yeah. And your health trolling and your questioning my body is very intrusive and just reinforces really crappy societal norms. So let's move away from that. Mm, I love that. And it's so, well, I mean, I guess social media now has its pros and cons when it it comes to, like there's people who are able to voice their opinion like you in, you know, a way that is educational, respectful, and um, to push the envelope and to make change, right? And then there's people on there that are just not... um, Contributed the conversation in a positive manner, yeah, and maybe I being that was more really generous. With how you said that, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really I'm generous. Trying to be a little. <laughs> I, I see what I see what you're going. <laughs> but yeah, so like in other words, a troll or yeah. a bully online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate that there is those people on there, but I guess mm-hmm. the positive aspect is there's people who are doing good things too and able to use their voice in and that pushing way. back against trolling. I yeah. Mean, we recently saw that, and if you go to my Instagram, people are still commenting on this. Mm. I reshared a post from a um, body positive, um, fat positive activist named Reagan Christian um, Ch- Chastain. Reagan Chastain. Okay. Uh, she has a podcast slash blog called Dances with Fat. And uh, we saw, I don't know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, Jillian Michael was oh, I on, heard. Oh, yeah, was on <laughs> Wendy Williams, um, concern trolling Lizzo, you know. And instead of celebrating, of course, somebody asked her, the, the reporter asked yeah. her, what do you think about this new paradigm where we're celebrating all these kinds of bodies? Isn't it great? That's what yeah. the, the, I think that's the direction that the reporter was going in. And the reporter, would, and then Jillian's like, why are we celebrating her body? Shouldn't we just be celebrating her music? And I'm like, well, yeah, but her music also comes from her body. And she has made a point of mm-hmm. saying, this is who I am. This is how I dress. It's okay to love myself at this size. And if you've ever been to a Lizzo concert, she is hustling it on stage. Yes. Okay, so she is working really hard. But the default troll message from Jillian Michaels was, well, you know, we shouldn't be celebrating our bodies because yeah. it's not going to be great when she gets diabetes. How the hell does Jillian Michaels know if about she— About her health. About her yeah. health. I've met lots of people in teeny tiny bodies Mm -hmm. that also have diabetes, that have cancer, that have all kinds of illnesses. And you would look at them and think by society's standards of what we think a healthy body looks like, that there's nothing wrong with them. I have a client who comes to yoga three times a week and rides her bike and does all these things and has type 2 diabetes. And Mm -hmm. when you look at her, she's a straight size. I'm sure she's as shocked as anybody else that she got it. Mm -hmm. She played by all the rule books. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was awful. And then, of course, she went on to every show to try and clarify and try and explain. And I honestly think it was her attempt at attention-seeking. I know this is not going to be a popular thing. (laughs) Or trying to remain relevant Mm -hmm. in a space that's no longer... Yeah, that's changing. That's no, no longer allowing... Body bullying. I don't know about you, but I refuse to watch The Biggest Loser. Mm-hmm. Refused. I remember I was working in an office when it was in its heyday, when it was at its yeah. height. And people would be standing around that water cooler talk and talking about, did you see The Biggest Loser last night? And I'm like, no, because the idea of people being publicly shamed for the size of their body right. is not entertaining to me, no. right? Yeah. And so I used to say to people, I'm not watching that show because all you want is a trainer screaming in your face and then, a, I don't know, a tray of donuts off to the side right. and then working out for 16 hours a day, which is not sustainable and totally not good for your body and not a healthy habit. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to celebrate this. And then let's be honest. So you're going to circle back to these people in a year 
And none of them are going to look like they did on the last day. And some of them are going to develop an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And some of them are going to fall victim to what we know is the truth, that dieting doesn't work and shaming people doesn't work. And that is what's going to happen. Like, I was at a health fair here in Windsor, mm-hmm. and one of those bigger, biggest loser winners was on tour. And oh. when I saw him, he had gained back at least half of what he lost. And you could see how visible, uncomfortable he was because they were parading him out right. in front of everybody. And it was bound to happen because those are not sustainable no. practices. And you're torturing people for entertainment. And by the way... Didn't one of your super healthy trainers have a heart attack not too long ago? That's exactly what I said to our co- my coworker, who you know, Dana. Yes. Um, I, I said that to her after that whole news came out. I said, like, wait, just like, yeah, just like reality ch- or like, is she blinded a little bit? And then I was thinking, because I live in um, the world of eating disorders due to my work, mm-hmm. and for me... I mean, I, I feel like there is change happening, but then like when that happened, I was when she came out and said that, I was like, there's still this community. Yeah, I know. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're I like, just, no. Yeah. Uh, there's still this community that is um like that's not on board with no. the messaging that I am preaching every day. Yeah. And it's it's a shame. And I because I educate young people too, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they only learn so much when we come in. Right. And then I'm thinking about all like the external factors in the media what their parents believe, what mm-hmm. other positive influencers in their life believe, that they're yeah. getting all of these mixed messages. Yeah. Um, so it's, and and that just sets them up to not love their own body, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then who benefits or more to the point, who profits from that, yeah. right? The diet industry profits from that. The fashion industry profits from that. The cosmetic industry profits from that. Because then we default to trying to change that external appearance instead of seeking our own validation from the internal, from yeah. from what we know is is good and true, and it's 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 a insidious problem that we have, and there are people out there just like hanging on by their fingernails to this old paradigm yeah. that hasn't served anybody, that hasn't worked. I was like googling myself every now and again. Mm. <laughs> Google myself. That must be interesting. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes a it's not scary. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't recommend it. Like be in a good positive space with a lot of people around you before you Google yourself. Yeah. But um, I would had Googled myself, and I've had I've been in a couple of BuzzFeed articles okay. or BuzzFeed videos. And one of the BuzzFeed videos was the top. Like with, with your consent? Or do they just throw you They in? just pull people from Instagram, top 10 body positive oh, influencers to follow on okay. Instagram. And I think that's what it was, top 10 or top 20. And I was like, oh, look at me, I made the top 20. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, I made the mistake of reading the comments. And, of course, mm. there's that con- that concern trolling. Well, we shouldn't yeah. be celebrating blah, 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 blah. And I'm yeah. just thinking to myself, you, I didn't ask you. And uh, you can continue to stroll on, scroll on by. Like a couple of times I've gotten in my feelings and perhaps gotten into it with people because I'm mm-hmm. just like, really, dude? Yeah. Like, I don't remember anybody asking for your opinion. And if you don't, like, if you don't, um, if it doesn't resonate with you, what I keep doing is just keep scrolling. Like, if I come through something right. and I'm like, oh, why That's not? what I wonder about some of those trolls. I'm like, well. They're seeking We're, attention. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, nice. because I'm, why not just not say anything and keep it to yourself? Yeah, like I just <laughs> think that they're insecure. I, for the most yes. part, I think they're insecure. I'm a yeah. total stranger. How can you possibly be concerned no, about my health? About, or um, my appearance that says nothing about my mental health. Right? Or the person that I am or the yeah. things that I do in the world. Absolutely. Like yeah. you're judging a, a, like you don't know me. Yeah. You don't, and, but I'm, you have advice for me? Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I want to hear from you. Yeah, I get attitude <laughs> to have. And I wish we could all have that. Um, yeah. So because I talk to young girls a lot, yeah. we know that that's a prevalent problem that they're growing up with that we didn't necessarily didn't have when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like you're kind of living that <laughs> because you are in the public eye. Yes. Um, so maybe what advice would you give to them about their own boundaries online and mm. what to post or how to react to the neg- negativity that they may come across? So if it's negativity directed completely at you, think of your social media platform as your home. Yeah. So I think of it as my living room. And I've opened my living room up and I put out some snacks and I've invited people to come in and be a part of my life. 
So if you come in and torch my house or burn, put cigarette burns in my couch, you're going to have to leave, right? So I'm going to escort you to the door and not invite you back. So that's Mm. when that delete and block key comes in. Yeah. Right? Um, Because I kind of feel like people are insecure and they're sad and they're having whatever they have going on in their their lives and they somehow gain power by pulling you down. And if Mm -hmm. you know that... You can have a little bit of empathy for them, but you don't have to minister to them. That's not your job. That's not your ministry. If there's something up there that is on your personal profile that somebody has said something really nasty to you, delete and block because yeah. that you don't need to take that in. Uh, we're good enough at beating ourselves up, so you don't need to take that in. Make sure that you're following accounts that make you feel good. So if there's an account that you're following and you feel some kind of way after you read the content on that account, unfollow and another thing that I do is when I get a lot of like diety stuff or body changing stuff flowing through any of my accounts I always tag it as spam irrelevant inappropriate whatever it is and that really helps me to um, curate my feed to be more of what I want to see and less of what I don't want to see and every time every now and again you know because health and wellness has become the new branding for Diet Talk. So you, mm. sometimes things will puncture through my my extensive filters, and I'm just really clear to hit irrelevant, inappropriate, um, you know, it's yeah. spam, scam, whatever it is. And that really weeds out my uh, my Love feed. That. And and going out there and looking for people who are doing the things that you want to be doing and following and engaging mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's crappy stuff on... on um, on social media, social media can be a cesspool, yeah. but it also can be really inspirational. And I'm grateful for it because I feel like um, social media is the democratization of celebrity, for example. I mm. I owe a lot of my career to yeah. being on social media. And I've met some of the most incredible people on social media. And I was just in Houston this weekend doing... Uh, a yoga event and I met so many people that I interact with online that I wouldn't have had an opportunity to meet in person or to even do the event if it wasn't for social media. So it's really important to use it as a tool and to remember that it's just that. It's a tool for connection and what you like about social media is the social part of it, Mm -hmm. right? Connect with the social part of it. The rest of it, if people, you know, block, delete, it's your house, it's your page. You do not have to put up with harassment from anybody. Mm -hmm. I love that metaphor. I'm probably going to use it when I talk to young people now. This is your house or your room in their case. Your little sanctuary. Create your own sanctuary. Create your own sanctuary. Um, So you spoke about the cool people that you've met on there. Yeah. Uh, If there's any positive influencers that you feel are doing really good things or that... um, you relate to uh, who who do you want people to follow these days well i want people to follow lizzo and it's <laughs> lizzo be eating that's her tag i love <laughs> her to death i also love ashley graham i think yeah. she's a wonderful positive influence uh there's dances with fat or uh reagan christian uh chastain i want to call her christian <laughs> chastain i think is really really cool. awesome and cool uh my good friend amber carnes um if you're in the yoga world i really like jessamine stanley although i think she's not so pg okay. um so if you're older if you're over the age of 18 i think um that but i think she's a good role model for for women because she's a doesn't care about what society thinks and really is really open about all that. So if you're okay with a little swearing, then I think um, that's okay if you're allowed to to watch that. Who else do I follow? I follow a lot of um, local people who mm-hmm. just, like, if I had my phone here, I'd scroll through and give you my top ten. But <laughs> okay. uh, um, but I there's a lot of people I just love on social media. Anybody who ha- is – is doing positive work. Body pos- positive oh, panda. panda. I follow her. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, stuff. she's cool and she's so vibrant. She is so vi- <laughs> she is. She's got a lot yes. of different color hair, all that kind of stuff. There's another one, Jamelia. I can't yes, yes. We love her. Me I way. My coworker love her. I yes. love her. I way. She's uh if Jam- Jamila Jamil, if yes. you like it. Yeah. She's in the good place. Um I love to follow her. 
Uh, I love to follow anybody who's doing wonderful things in the world. Yeah. Uh, the Yoga and Body Image Coalition, they're, they're awesome. They have a lot of great content. I'm trying to think of mm. all the places. But those are, the, those are probably in my top 10. I know I'm missing somebody that I probably can't wait to get to their page every yeah. morning, but I'm drawing a blank here. But yeah, if you're cool. not sure, you can always come to my yeah. page and see who I'm following because I only cultivate uh, love and acceptance and empathy and all those things on my page. And I block, delete, or remove things that don't reinforce that. Mm, love it. Cool. So um, at Bana, we mm. are really big on... Um, creating that space as well mm -hmm. and also providing people role models that they can look up to that might look like them yeah um and we talked to a group not long ago which was from the lgbtq community wonderful and talking about body image and how they mm -hmm. don't often see themselves depicted in the way they would love in the media or in social media mm -hmm. and we so and we know that representation does really matter mm -hmm. so can you maybe talk about that and your um, journey with like the media and seeing yourself in the media? Yeah, representation matters so much. So growing up in Canada, I grew up in uh, in Burlington, Ontario. Oh, no, I, didn't, I, did, oh, I didn't know that. I, I think, think we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, last time. Yes. So yeah. just in the Golden Horseshoe Valley, just outside <laughs> of Hamilton, close to the, about 45 minutes away from Toronto. Um, and when I was growing up, we didn't see a lot of ourselves represented in anything so I remember when I first learned about tokenism why mm. when uh the um kool-aid pitcher would burst through all so there used to be these commercials this is before your time no no I, I remember, remember those? <laughs> hey 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 and he yeah. would bust through the wall a big red jug yeah. of kool-aid and there'd be like mm. 10 white kids and one black kid mm -hmm. and my mother would always go what would she say one of these things is not mm. like the other. She always used to say stuff like that, bringing my attention to the fact that there's representation and then there's tokenism. And it's sad because I've always believed for a lot of people, and this not, will not be true for everyone, but it's true for my experience mm -hmm. in my life, that you cannot be what you do not see. So if I don't see someone who looks like me running a Fortune 500 company, I yeah. think it's not for me. Yeah. If I don't see somebody who looks like me teaching yoga, then I think it's not for me. And I think it's problematic, too, the type of representation that happens when there are no people of color, no people with disabilities, yeah. no people from the LGBTQIA plus community mm -hmm in decision-making in media because things just get overlooked. For example, I'm going to call yeah. somebody out here. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> uh, every year we have a conference, a huge yoga conference in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Okay, Toronto is one of the top five most diverse cities, not in Canada, in the world. Right. So the population of Toronto is something like 49% white and 51% most everybody people. else mm -hmm. right and so they run a yoga conference in the city and they have 80 to 100 presenters and this year in particular there are no presenters of color not even a south asian presenter wow. where yoga comes from mm -hmm. and that has been their mo from the beginning so how it, it's i don't understand how you can be in a city that's so diverse and not be able to find teachers that represent the people right. who are actually coming to the conference. I've gone to the conference in the past uh, just to take a look-see at who's showing up to this conference. And I, I have to think it's intentional. I have to think that you don't want certain people at the table mm -hmm. if you're not going to include them. Because diversity is a fact. Inclusion is a choice. Right. And they're choosing to have a certain panel of people knowing that that's what that's who will come if mm -hmm. right if I create a yoga class um for let's say women of color in their 70s yeah right and I have a teacher who's 70 and she's a woman of color mm -hmm. who's going to show up to that class people who look like her yeah and so that breaks it up and yeah. when I put my forward-facing images out there you don't know who you will inspire because oh my gosh 
she looks like me. Yeah. When I first opened my yoga studio, I used to use stock photos of, yeah. Really? Yes. Because I was embarrassed. I thought wow. nobody would want to come and take yoga from a plus size black woman because that was not who was teaching yoga wow. in the city. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I remember one of my yoga teachers saying to me, you need to be talking about yoga for the rest of us. And he was an older man. And he was like, you can break this mold. Cool, yeah. And so good advice. You have excellent <laughs> advice. So I hired a photographer. I begged my students, and we did a photo shoot of who comes to the studio. Mm. And when I put those pictures up, I can't. My my studio exploded because mm. people were like, "Oh my god, I was on your website, and they That's look like so me." Great. She looks like, and she's doing a simple pose. She's standing in a tree, or she's sitting on a yeah, chair. Yeah, because often there's that intimidation mm. factor too. Like, is someone going to look like me? Am I going to be able to do what they are doing in the class? So it's 100%. a it's a sign of welcoming Absolutely. to provide these options and people who look like everyone. And like everyone <laughs> and who, all abilities. And exactly, yeah. because people want to feel included. Yeah. And we don't live in a society that's celebrating exclusion anymore. I think those yeah. days have passed and people who are not showing up to be inclusive, they're going to get left behind because mm-hmm. the world has shifted. Mm-hmm. You can either keep up and keep learning and growing or you can fall behind end up yeah I'm just saying no yeah no just say it um so I think sometimes what I have difficulty with is um like the education piece and I don't even like it's how it so in that situation where the yoga conference there was no one of color how do you how do you communicate that like how do you because sometimes you can't get like, yeah, I, that's a bad way of putting it. Not you can't get through, but that person is not or the organizer is not seeing it from your lens. No. So how do you try to um, allow them to see it from your lens? Are there are they there yet, though? Are they ready for that message? That's the thing. Yeah. They have to be ready for the message. Because yeah. last year I reached out to the conference and they were like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, we'd love to talk to you about it. And I said, sure, here's my consulting fee. And then all of a sudden they weren't interested in talking to me about it anymore, which tells me they're not actually really interested in yeah. it, right? Yeah. Which is fine. But I had a, in my last teacher training, I had a student who was or is a funeral director. And for the first time ever, because we talked about these issues in yoga teacher training, mm-hmm. she noticed a lot of her advertising for a long time for funeral directors and stuff were all men. Whenever you saw a funeral director, it was a man. Mm-hmm. And she noticed after the training that a lot of the marketing she saw was all white people. And so she got an opportunity to speak to the head of marketing or whoever it was and said, let me put it to you this way, because they couldn't see the problem. If you were to do this exact presentation and everybody was Asian in the presentation, would you notice that? Or if we did the same presentation and everybody was a woman in this presentation, there was no men, would you notice that? Mm-hmm. And that clicked uh, or rang mm-hmm. a bell and made people stop and think. What you have to ask yourself is when you're looking at mass media in general, mm-hmm. who are you seeing and who are you not seeing and why? Mm-hmm. And you should be looking for that if you're living in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Because just look at your children's friends. Just go to yeah. the mall. Yeah, absolutely. Just go to the mall and yes. walk around the mall. Yeah. And see what you see. Even our food court at the mall has taken on a whole new thing. I eat at Hurry Curry. Yeah. There's Korean barbecue. Oh, my God. There's forma. Oh, my <laughs> God. There's, like, and Mexican that's, food. That's what makes things exciting and variety of, like, of the life. spice of life, right? Life. Yeah. Life. Can you imagine? That's what I'm inspired by. Right? Really. Culture. Culture is different so variety. interesting. Why do you go on vacation to a whole other yeah. country? To have another experience because that experience is valid mm-hmm. and that experience is important. And can you imagine if you grew up and nobody looked like you and people picked on you all the time, how does that set you up for success in the world? Can you for five seconds, <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes, the rest of your life, be in a, way, in a place of self-awareness like mm. This is how I walk through the world. I must understand that not everybody mm-hmm. else walks through the world this way. And how can I use my privilege or where I am in the world to shed a light on this is not the only story. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is not the only story. That There are many stories. And lots of stories is what makes life yeah. really rich and valuable. Can I ask you yeah. your opinion on, uh, you know how Chelsea Handler did that documentary about Yes, privilege? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay, because one, so she, one night she goes to like a university group. Yeah. And it's all people of um, different ethnicity. Yeah. And she, one of them says, you are... The fact that you can do this yes. is pri- privilege it's privilege in absolutely. itself. Uh-huh. And I mean, she was she was just listening, like yeah. she was there to listen. Yep. Um, I've heard her talk about it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Like because that is pri- privilege in itself. Yeah. What do you? Um, what's your opinion on like people making or people who are white making yeah. those moves to try to further the conversation? I think it's important. Yeah. You know why? Because white folks listen to other white folks. And sometimes when people of different colors or different ethnicities bring this to the forefront or the table, um, we're awful late. Often if you're a woman of color and you're passionate about this, you're labeled as angry. Right. Or um, why do you always got to play the race card? And I always say to people, because like the Joker, it's always in the deck. So let's not pretend like it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good that I think it's important for white people to speak to other white people about racism or things that they're not seeing because they're more apt to listen, right? They're more apt to hear it if they're not hearing it from a marginalized group. And as marginalized groups, sometimes we're just tired of talking about it. And yeah. we would love if an ally would pick up the torch and right. explain why. Because it gets exhausting when you are just trying to live. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I love it when people use their platform as Chelsea Handler has. I haven't seen the documentary, right. so I can't speak to it. Yeah. But I like it when people who have a platform make a point of saying, okay, there's a group of people that have been pushed to the margins for as long as I can remember. What can we do to pull everybody to the center so that we all get to survive? And as much as I'm not part of the um, LGBTQIA community, I have friends mm-hmm. who are. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, family who are. And it would not, it would, it would not further humanity for me not to step up and use my platform when I can to shine mm-hmm. the light on that type of marginalization because we all feel it in some way if you're not part of the dominant culture, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this pushback you see around diversity is simply based in fear. Yeah. And that's all it is. And the truth of the matter is we all want the same things. We all want the freedom to exist exactly as as we are. We want the freedom to love who we want to love, to show up in the in the workspace and be respected for our talents and not be judged on our appearance. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, because at Bana we are focused on eating disorders, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about your own body image mm. and how it's evolved and how um, social media has either been a hindrance in that or um, a helper. <laughs> Yeah, social media can be really, I think the problem with social media now is you can Photoshop your own images and yeah. you can Facetune your own images. And I've never been a part of that. Like, you, I'm on there, no makeup constantly. I'm, I'm on there mm-hmm. with bedhead constantly. Yeah, and, you know, I stain on my shirt, <laughs> um, falling down in my asana because I don't want to perpetuate that. I want people to see that this is what it actually looks like. And this is actually how yeah. I show up in the world. And I want people to remember when they're looking at those photos, a lot of those photos are curated. Yeah. And I may take advantage of lighting because <laughs> sure. everybody looks good in certain kinds yeah. of lighting. And I may take advantage of camera angles, meaning yes. I'm short. So I shoot up so I look taller. <laughs> and people always, <laughs> right? people always go, wow, you're lot shorter than I thought you would. Yeah. I go, yeah. Plus, I can get the whole wall. Like, I, that's the only way for me to get the whole shot in is to shoot. But up. that's also different than making your waist smaller. Oh, I right. Yeah, I like don't that's do any a, of that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I just think keep that in mind when you're looking at imagery on social media. That it, it, it again, it is media, and media is always manipulated. Right? Doesn't matter if it's mainstream media yeah. or our personal media. It's always manipulated, and it's always going to be biased, and it's always going to be skewed. So it's important that when you're looking at these images, that you know that there's mm-hmm. filters, and and I always, if an image looks too perfect for me, I start to look for the hidden cracks. Like I do I, that too. Right? I like to be media savvy. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. 
the stairs in the back of that seemed warped and the door seems warped. And or there's this smile with the Facetune that it's like, it's now, to me, I'm like, oh, that's the Facetune smile. See, so you can spot it, right? <laughs> so you've educated it. yourself to see yes. that you're not actually seeing what's authentic and true. Yeah. And think to yourself, when I see photos that are edited in that kind of way, I think to myself, oh, yeah. they don't think they're good enough, even though they are. Yeah. Right. So I try really I don't use any of those things. I don't use any of that stuff. I you know, I have been known to use the filter because the lighting in my yeah. picture is not great or or what have you. But I tell people to just be really mindful and critical with what you're looking at and be more I be more concerned with what they're writing. What is the content? What is the message we're yeah. trying to to evade what you know maybe they're they're changing a photo to create like a feeling but be aware of all of it just think of everything with a critical eye because mm -hmm. there's always there's always a secondary message and you want to make sure that you can see the secondary message for what it is and hopefully it's positive in the people that you're following um, my own body image has has evolved over time. I hated my body for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I suffered with an eating disorder for a very long time, uh, thirty plus years, mm -hmm. and then i i had a I had a switch go off in my brain, and I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. Um, and part of it too was having a baby, like sharing my body with another human being that could. Mm potentially be impacted by behaviors that was harming to me anyway, right. but really harming to them. And if they had something happen to them because I was restricting my food yeah. or whatever it is I was doing, I would have to live for me with the knowing that that could have been prevented Yeah, because I was trying to live up to the sexy mommy um, yes. trope that society puts out there. You're not supposed to. You're pregnant, but you're not supposed to gain weight or you're only supposed to have a baby bump. But you're spo still supposed to be sexy. Like the whole thing's bananas. Like right. you're having a baby. Yeah. There's no offensive. There's nothing sexy about having a baby. It's just <laughs> it's more maternal. It's supposed yeah. to be a creation. And, and not everybody gets to have a baby. So can't you just like celebrate that in itself yeah in, in and of itself yeah, it's yeah. a you know it's such a good point it's yeah it's it's not always a birthright to have a baby it's 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 challenging for a lot of folks and I think that was my first turn in understanding mm. that my body was here to serve me yes. and that me and my body didn't have to be at odds with each other that we could coexist peacefully and that it was outside influences that wasn't allowing me to coexist peacefully and those outside influences didn't have my best intentions or, or or at in in their ideas and that my body always is looking out for me because it doesn't matter the lack of sleep I get or if I miss a meal because I'm running around or whatever my body shows up for me and adapts to every situation the best way it can even yeah. when it has an injury it adapts the best way it can and it's always trying to keep me protected so why wouldn't I want to keep it safe? Because it technically is my best friend. Do you have mm. a friend that would like show up for you no matter what? Your body, even though you have an injury or you have an illness or something's going on, it's trying mm -hmm. with whatever it has. And it might not be in the way that you want it to show up, but it's showing up. Mm -hmm. It's always there. It's yeah. always showing up. I love that. Yes. So I have to give it credit for showing up and... And, you know, and, and getting a chronic illness that has caused mm -hmm. me to have a lot of, you know, it's really screwed with my head because yes. I, I lost a, a significant noticeable amount of weight. And then having society um, praise me for it and having people ask me really intrusive questions like come in and say to me, oh, my God, how much weight have you lost? I had somebody at a gym, like, come up with an actual number. And then when yeah. I said, uh, I have an illness and no, get offended that I said, you asked me something very intrusive and I shut it down and now your feelings are hurt? Really? No, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for no. that. And I don't have time for you. Yeah. So you know what I mean. That's yeah. A, it's a. It's interesting. And and yeah, again, it reinforces just really crappy societal norms by doing that. Yeah. 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 Body image is is so interesting. Um, how like for me also how it's evolved. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned like you have a chronic illness. I also have like an autoimmune issue. 
Um, and growing up in, as a high school like student yeah. is when I was diagnosed and my body was not cooperating with me. The way you wanted it. The way it. I wanted it to yes. at the time. Right. But it was trying to tell me something. Yeah. Right. It was trying to say something's wrong. But then I was like punishing it yeah. for those the, just that for it trying to support me. Is that not crazy? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is my point. Exactly. So it's yeah. such a like intertwined thing. And I think in hindsight, it's when it, you have to go through it. You yeah. have to like move through it in yeah. order to love yourself and love your Absolutely. body. Absolutely. Um, but it's so like inter it's an intertwined thing that it's like there's norms coming at you. There's yes. your body trying to tell you something. There's your mind. There's, there's external your, forces that are telling heart. you all kinds of stuff that that's really none of their business. Right. Yes. Don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. And we're like a no, no. Um, we always educate on making no appearance related comments. Yeah. Let's talk about inner qualities. Like you light up this room. It's, I love Diane. your smile. <laughs> oh, thank you. I've had a, yeah, it helps with green. So. And I'm always like, you always make me laugh. And yeah. I always like being in your energy. And you are so hardworking. Like those things. I actually just put a list on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday or the day before. Um, like, And I think on that list, there was maybe 30 ways to compliment people. There's 10 out there. Yeah. Just be mindful. Like, yeah. I'm just... And I constantly get that now uh, with people. Oh, you yeah. look so good. And then I just change the subject. Yeah, me too. I just change the subject. Sometimes when I'm in a room with, like, girlfriends and they start talking about that. It always defaults to that conversation. Do you notice that? It really does. So yeah. I'm, I'm working on not, like... Like respecting where they're at, but yeah. also yeah. finding a way for me that feels good and comfortable in like calling it out. So yeah. I'm working on that. I'm not quite at your level yet. That's okay. It took me a long time, <laughs> girl. It took me a long time to get here, and I think I probably have at least 20 years on you. So no, yeah, at least, at least. Wow. And so, so it takes a long time, and it takes a long time to screw up that courage, especially when these people are your friends and. Mm -hmm. They don't know the harm they're causing. They just no, no. They it's have no it's idea. Usually, it is well intended. It is. Yeah. Well, not always. But not so, always. Most of the time. Most times. And yeah. I always just say to people, if we could reframe that conversation, how That's would a good it would way of sound? Saying yeah. It. If we could just yeah reframe that, because I I. <laughs> I had this conversation with my husband. He told me I was sexy, and I was just irritated that he said that to me. And I said to him, I'd rather be brilliant. I mean, honestly, I would. I just was like, thanks. <laughs> um, but I'm smart, too, Comment right? Comment on, like, my blog post or my, my latest book. like <laughs> Anything. There are so many more interesting things to talk to me about than my weight. Yeah. There are so many more interesting things about me than how much I weigh. I just want to put that out there. Mm. I, it's just and it's not that interesting. Yeah, a lot of um, young girls need to hear that, yeah. too. So Not that interesting. No, not that interesting. All right, so um, maybe we'll talk about... In terms of your career, you said like social media has allowed you to get where you are. Is there any advice that you would give uh, young people or entrepreneurs trying to make things happen in the world? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't give up. Um, yeah. yeah, that your message is valid. And that what you have to offer is valid. And don't be afraid of social media. So I'm from the Gen X generation. And I think we tend to be afraid of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I remember being in the studio and people being afraid of computers and afraid of their phone and things like that. Mm. Embrace it. Because change is the constant. Like, I am a big mm. believer in just rolling with it. And don't be afraid to share. And I think the number one way to connect with people is be vulnerable. Be yourself. Be authentic. Those are the things that are meaningful is to show up authentically and vulnerably and then people connect with that. And I always found that when I first started out, I would do these really markety kind of posts and I wouldn't get any engagement. And then I'd have a complete meltdown about something. Yeah. I don't know, anything. I'd be having a really hard day and I, I would, and then people could connect with that because you seem real. Um, it's always my intention with my social media to be on my social media as I actually am in the world. So that when I show up someplace, you are actually getting authentically me. And having said that, I did this, this conference 
this past weekend in Houston and I met two like major yoga celebrities, like millions of followers on their pages Hmm. and they rolled in and they were very different from their page. And I was disappointed. And that's happened more often than not where I worshiped somebody online and they're really connecting with me and they're saying all the right things. And then I meet them in person and find that this is marketing that they're not actually that person and that hurts my feelings a little bit and it's always my intention to be that person and knowing that there's many facets to that person like I'm this person but I also get angry that's a good point right and and I get angry and sometimes I'm tired and I snap at people or sometimes when you have been particularly stupid for a long time and I've called you out on stuff and you're still coming at me and I lose my patience I'm also human. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But to show up authentically in your life, to show your vulnerability, to, you know, to to be honest, because we're all trying to figure out what's real and what's not in the world. This fake news thing is real. Mm -hmm. Like when the when the announcement of Kobe Bryant dying came through, my first reaction is like, oh, that's one of those fake death things. That's me too. Right. Yes. And I then I immediately Googled, obviously, but I because I saw it on an Instagram story. And I yeah, was and like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's no way. No, no way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But that is that was devastating. That like, is devastating. Can you even imagine? Yeah. No, shout I can't. out to his wife, um, his who's, family yeah, and his family who's going through it to lose your. And you know what hit daughter. me for that, too, because then I was reading and about how he was supporting young girls in sports like that was when I was like, oh, my goodness, trying to make make some change. Yeah. And because he has such a big platform, yeah. like, you know, and I was like, oh, I know. And he, he's had some trouble in the past. He yeah. Was, yeah. So I'm, I remember that. I'm hoping he was. I think that was his. I want to think that's his uh, Mia Copa. Right. That yeah. he's got these four or five daughters. And now, you know, your past has presented you with women that you have to look yeah. out for now. Yeah. And so I, you know, I. Uh, People can change. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, uh, I often find just be authentic, be true, be vulnerable. Try to help people. Don't get sucked down into the vortex of hate. If you see somebody being picked on, stand up for the underdog. Show up in this world to do good, right? And then when you show up in this world to do good, success can't help but follow you. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, like is like. Yeah. Too, right? When you put that out there. It comes back, 100% comes back to you. Yes. If you show up in the world to do good and you do good from an authentic, loving space, you can't help but attract that. And what will happen is, is the people who are not doing that same kind of work or who are not plugged in or tuned in will fall away. And you might be hurt or confused by why this relationship no longer works, but know that it's for the best and keep moving forward. Yeah. Right. As you evolve, your frequency and your energy changes and people who are not dialed into that frequency and energy are going to fall off to the side. Keep moving forward. Keep your focus on what it is that you want to share with the world. Make sure it's sustainable and accessible and inclusive and you can't help but succeed. Mm hmm. Great advice, Diane. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so because you are very busy and you got lots of things on the go, aside from yoga, what do you go to to come back to you, uh, to take care of you? Because self, mm. you know, self-care, it's very buzzy. It is. But, it's very trendy. Yeah. But it also, in my, like, yes, it is. And there's ways that it, like, it's promoted in a way where it's very self, self-care is like, oh, massages and oh, like, yeah. However, yeah. like, like when you kind of just already mentioned like boundaries, it's also self-care or, that, yeah. you know, so what do you do to stay aligned with myself yourself so you can do all the good in the world? So <laughs> I think try, I'm trying. Um, I'm a very much an extrovert introvert. So when I'm in it, I'm loving it. I'm in it. And when I'm out of it, I retract back into myself. So. I read a book. So I by myself, I find a space where I can be quiet by myself. I read a book. If I'm lucky enough, like I would like I mentioned a few times I was in Houston and it was warm. It was yeah. like 72 degrees and the grass was like green. So I went and I stood in the grass. And like I, I tried to I try to connect back with nature yeah. whenever I can. And for me, I do I haven't been on a walkabout in a while just because I've been busy and doing a bunch of other things, but I always do some kind of physical activity that allows me to connect back to my breath and my body. 
Um, so I go for a walk. I like to go for a bike ride. I like to hang out with my children. Yeah. Um, I like to um, I like to read books. I like to like unplug from my devices and take out an actual hard copy book that I, I usually get from the library or somebody has gifted to me and read a book. Um, you know, self-care is brushing your teeth and paying your bills and going to the grocery store and taking a nap in the middle of the day if that's if that's a possibility or disengaging from people who um, don't uplift your spirit. Yeah. All of those things are self-care. I know it gets I know it gets diluted down to massages and manicures and pedicures and that. And it's not to say that those things aren't self-care. They can be, mm-hmm. but they're not always accessible for all of us. Mm-hmm. But a walk for even as little as five minutes can be accessible or, you know, taking some time away from, you know, the busyness yeah. of life can be that. And, and, and like taking a day off when you can and taking yeah. a nap when you can. Listening and to your body. Listening to your body. Yeah. And that's a hard thing because we really say that hard. a lot, but we don't know how to listen yeah. to our bodies. Like listening to our bodies means like, what sensation am I feeling? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling happy? Is my body tired? Is my mind tired? Do I need less stimulation? Do I need more stimulation? How do I feel after I've talked to this person? Do they lift my soul or do I walk mm-hmm. away feeling angry and frustrated? And those are all parts of self-care that we can we can dial into. And it doesn't have to be about taking a vacation or if that's not something that's accessible to you. Mm-hmm. It's It can be just walking to the mailbox and getting your mail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It can be um, eating one of those um, donuts that Tim Hortons keeps calling my name. Mm. Have you seen those dream donuts? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm having a dream donut when I leave here today. But <laughs> I keep driving by and I'm like, dream donut? I want to have a dream donut. But it can Me be. Me too. Oh. I want to dream of donuts. I want to. Dr- I love donuts. We're Canadians. We eat more donuts per capita than anybody else in the world. But um, yeah, it can even be uh, enjoying your favorite food or making yourself yeah. a cup of tea or massaging your own feet or, I don't know, massaging your scalp yeah. or. Any little thing or, that brings you joy. For me, it's um, I sometimes if I'm like not feeling my best, I stop at my sister's to see my niece and nephew. They're three and one. Perfect. Honestly, it it just pure turns joy. you around. It's yeah, pure, pure joy. joy. It's pure joy. They yeah. have they haven't been tainted by the world yes. at all. Yes. So that is that is the closest I think you can get to the divine. Yeah. Is that that's the closest you can get to that before the world has told them mm-hmm. they're not good enough. They need to change. <laughs> and she's just yeah. She's like so authentically her. her whoever the, the like her little soul is just so like vibrant. That's perfect. Ah, all right, so uh, we're nearing the end. Yes. So because we're called Happy Healthy Hopeful Podcast, mm-hmm. it's a mouthful, but yes. I'm getting better at saying it. Um, I. We talked about a lot about being happy and healthy already, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but my last question is in terms of 2020, yes. what are you hopeful about? Um, and it can be anything. It's up to interpretation. <laughs> what am I hopeful about? I'm hopeful that body positivity and learning to make peace with yourself is not a trend. Yeah. That I'm hopeful that it'll become the new paradigm and that we all keep chipping away at it. Uh, I'm hopeful for the future. I think we're in for a big shift and a big change. Do you feel good about 2020? I feel awesome Me about too. 2020. And everyone I talk to does too. So I think it's, there's something there. It, there it, there's some really <laughs> yummy energy in 2020. And uh, it's I, I read a little bit about numerology. Don't quote mm, me. It's just yeah. somebody had mentioned it. There's a lot of fours, I guess. And that, that means rebirth and like all, it has some kind of like yeah. spiritual meaning that I'm I'm always down for. I'm always down for that. How do I plug into the bigger energy? But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for 2020. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for mankind. I really mm-hmm. think we're at a critical point Me in too. the world, and yeah. I think we're gonna see things shift for the better for all of us. Oh, that's amazing. And I really am hopeful for all those things as well as we move forward in 2020. Um, So I want to, again, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all your wisdom and tidbits and opinions. (laughs) And I love it all. I have a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) If I mean, that's a good thing, though. And we're inspiring young women to share their opinion. Um, It's important. Yeah, so important. 
So um, if anyone was really interested and wanted to learn more about Diane, where else can they find you or what's the best way to reach out? Reach out on my, uh, I got a brand new website that I'm really oh. excited about, 2020 new website. Uh, you can reach out to me on dianebondyyoga.com. Okay. If you're interested in doing a little yoga with me, I do have a local class here in Windsor at Breathe mm-hmm. at 9.30 on uh, Mondays. I taught today. Uh, I'll be picking up a couple of other classes, so stay tuned. Cool. Or if you can't get out to the studio, you can check me out on yogaforeveryone.tv. And that's okay. my site. And it's got Love it. 500 videos on it. Okay. Some of them are five minutes. Some of them are 10 minutes. Some of them are 20 minutes. Some of them are hours. Or you can check me out online. Just just Google Diane Bondi. Yeah, it'll appear. <laughs> it'll appear, yeah. And we'll share it, too, when we post um, the podcast, too. Cool. Um, okay, so thanks once again. Thank you. Check out Diane. And if you are interested in learning more about eating disorder services in Windsor, please visit at Banna Windsor or banna.ca. Thanks Yay. for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.